Shredder. I want you to understand Shredder. <laughs> that sometimes when your shit is free, it feels free. Mm. But hopefully you also can feel free. Stay free. All right, part two. Let's go. It was to you, COVID. So I just feel like white folks love a mammy. You know, they love... Uh, Coming in a, hot. A domestic, a black domestic, and yes. more recently now... And a mammy today. Yes, Latin A domestics are on the rise. If you look around in rich communities, this like yes. brown or black woman who is giving a sort of care that is like really important and life-giving to your child in a way that maybe they'll grow up and suddenly they'll want to help this mammy later on and give her a story yeah. and give her a voice and yeah. remember my mammy mm -hmm. because she did everything mm -hmm. for me but that baby's name is gonna be on that book oh yeah you know she's my mammy my mammy yeah she's not like this black woman it's not like, no, no, that no. mammy you know we've come a long way since long that's a hundred years ago now exactly so we so it's my mammy my mammy i claim her she's so important to me that like she made me realize that i actually wasn't scared of black people long term especially if they acted like my mammy so it's uh again your mammy was at work at work still she was at work girl still at work Receiving pennies to wipe your butt. Come on, man. Yeah, no, we're not talking yeah, about that. Yeah, she might have had feelings for you or whatever because, like, you know, you can't help it. It's a child. Like, you know, it's not their fault. But at the same time, they about to join the rest. It's really... I mean, isn't that the whole point of the helping that little, you know, you strong? You I know. Smart. I is, you. I is smart. I is kind. So this black woman is giving us a self-esteem. Giving her stuff that the black children should have had. I mean, they can't have, they can't even have dolls that look like them. I mean, Toni Morrison talks about that with Shirley Temple. Mm. And how, like, in the bluest eye, she's talking about, like, how, like, Bojangles is ours. Bojangles is for little black girls to dance with. Mm. And you took him. Mm. And we are nowhere in there. Like, when we show up as little black girls, we're like little monkeys, little animals or whatever, as far as they consider us. It's, uh, you know. It could have been a story about a young little black teenage girl who was writing about quote unquote the help who by the way wouldn't be the help it would be no. the women in my life it would be the mothers who the are not at home with me most of the time yes. because where, over where there. does my mother work yeah she gone a lot yes she tired when she come home I mean just the fact that it was called the help grossed me out also it was put out under a production company called 1492 pictures bitch no yes it was child never wait there's a man named Chris Columbus who was behind this. I'm going to throw my iPad out of oh, the window. No. First of all, we can't afford that. But also, okay. I understand the impulse. There's a man named Chris, Chris Joseph Columbus oh, no. who was born in Pennsylvania. Oh, no. And he made Home Alone, Home Alone 2, oh. Mrs. Doubtfire, some of the Harry Potters, and the hell? On that Christopher Columbus. And his ass had the nerve to call his production company... 1492. When was he born? 1958. Dang. I have all sorts of anger now about this film. It's added to my anger. Um, the Age of Discovery. I mean, legit, you are really just a colonial tale. Like, you don't even care. You're not even trying to, like, hide it. 1492 Pictures is a play on Columbus's more famous namesake. In 1492, Columbus, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. blue. He got lost. He got lost.
silly bitch. He went around and went all around and he found the slaves. I'm he found the gold. It wasn't his. It wasn't his and there wasn't enough, you fucking con man. Um, I'm disgusted. I think I'm overall just disgusted and... Uh, but people, they love, they love this. They love this movie. Again, it was trending after George Floyd was killed because this is what white America needed to feel. It uh, topped the box office on its opening day. Um, uh, interesting enough, its first weekend, it only came in second place behind Rise of the Planet of the Apes, friend. Oh! Um, oh, I could talk about that, but we can't do it now. We can't, but it's, but that's not quite well. It... Mm. it it is a white savior film, actually. Appealing, the first one. entertaining, yeah. touching, and perhaps even a bit healing. The Help is an old-fashioned grand yarn of a film. The sort we rarely get these days, you know? You know? We don't get these white savior films enough anymore. And the number two, fi- I mean, the number one film that time was actually another white savior film starring apes? Of course, leave it up to black women who said, <clears throat> despite efforts to market the book and the film as a progressive story of triumph over racial justice, injustice, the help disport, distorts, ignores, and trivializes the experience of black domestic workers. Uh, this is Ida E. Jones, who was the national director of the APHWH at the time. The Association of Black Women's Historians finds it unacceptable for either this book or this film to strip black women's lives of historical accuracy for the sake of entertainment Roxane Gay also said it it was offensive and it included tropes like we talked about like the magic negro Um, and that it was called again um, by Kelly Kelly Goff in the Daily Beast uh, white savior narratives in films and so much like with what happened with um, another I mean just racist film uh, fucking Birth of a Nation when the NAACP yeah, boycotted that in yes. 1915. Black women had to come out, and when the help came out, black historians in particular, and say, "Bruh, do you know I had a friend?" So, Birth of a Nation comes out in 1915. In 2015, at the Met, not the Met, the uh, MoMA, mm-hmm. either MoMA or the Met, I can't remember. One of them big, big museums in New York City, and they they showed it in the original film, um, and they did a big screening, and they had an auditorium, whatever. There was people in there. And they said, for the anniversary of Birth of a Nation, we're going to show this film. And of course, they said, this is an extremely racist, propagandistic film, but it is also bedrock for the Hollywood style of editing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is innovative. Mm-hmm. It is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. So let us celebrate it, right? So they do this, and a bunch of people go. Now, you can imagine who might, you know, be in attendance at one of these muckety-muck museums. Now, these motherfuckers is in there watching this film, right? I wasn't here, thank God, because I would have pitched a fit. I probably would have had a panic attack and started swinging. I mean, anyway, um, 12 years of slave. Uh, yeah, don't come get me. I was ready to fight. I ain't got 12 years for that. What? Hello? Oh, again. Who is it? And then a white savior in that is the one who comes and saved this nigga, Brad Pitt. Yo, that was so anachronistic when Brad what Pitt came in there. Fuck? That was so wrong. Wearing that Tom Hanks hair from the Da Vinci I was Code, like, which Whoa. was a cosplay on Nicolas Cage. What's going on, Benjamin Buttons? It's not looking good. What's going on, 12 Monkeys? go back to Mr. Oh. Mr. Smith. Okay. Hmm. What was that one where he played Death? Child, I don't remember. 
the end of eternity. No, that's something else. Anyway, so these people are in this theater watching Birth of a Nation, right, in 2015. A friend of mine was there and reported back to me and said, yo, that shit was trippy. I said, why? What happened? It's a very long film. It's like yeah, like three and a half hours three or something like change. that. Yeah. It's a silent film, okay? But it is, I mean, I, I, I've watched it and I've studied it. And that, John, is, it goes hard. It goes hard. It has hard. And the, 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 the depths of the evil in that heart is really astounding. Yeah. So anyway, um, apparently it got a standing ovation. I'm so embarrassed. In 2015, in New York City. I mean, it got screened at the White House, so. Oh, yeah. It was like history written with lightning, according to Wood, Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Bilson. Woodrow <laughs> bitching. Mm. <laughs> Would Woodrow. you quit your Woodrow bitching? <laughs> Woodrow bitch ass. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Woodrow bitch ass and now Woodrow. Um, so the very idea that um, we're past any of this and that we care enough to be mm-hmm. appalled mm-hmm. and to listen to the black people, because as, as um, my dear COVID here just said, the NAACP was all over this in 1915. That thing screamed. They said, hell nah, this we ain't going. It was protesting. We're getting picketing. murdered in the streets picketing. because of this imagery. In the city's like, nah, you're not coming in here to see this shit. This is death. It's black death. It's, mm-hmm. this is a prediction of it. If you air this, and oh, by the way, guess what? The Ku Klux Klan, which had gone dormant after the Civil War yes. and Reconstruction ended, yep. they went dormant in 1877 and in the early 1870s, they came back because of this film. Yep. This film single-handedly jump-started the dead battery that was the KKK, honey. Yep. It was not a game. The NAACP said, oh, hell no. Now, I ain't scared of no shits. Uh, we not. But we are. But I mean, we not. I mean, but we look. Motherfuckers I mean, need to look. What? Stay okay. woke. Awaken I mean, yourself. Keep your okay? Arise. Awaken. So this, um, the, the popularity of something that black people have said since its inception was not only a terrible idea, but a demonizing and dangerous portrayal of black life um, is something to marvel at. We have such a hunger for for these racist depictions and this whitewashed history. We need it. And again, it, it comes all the way to present day. Right, so the last film we're going to talk about in this double episode, again, we could do this forever. Crash. Wow. A baby COVID saw this when it came out in 2004. Boo! 2004, okay? And was irritated. I was irritated. I was also. Um, Luda was in this, wasn't he? Unfortunately. Yeah, no. A lot of niggas is in this. Yeah, this is. John Cheadle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Run the roll call. Run the roll call. Okay. Wow. Sandra Bullock. Everybody. Don Cheadle. Mm. Matt Dillon. Mm. Jennifer Esposito. Mm. Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. Terrence Howard. Chris Ludacris Bridges. Tandy Newton. Michael Pena. Lorenz Tate. And Ryan Phillippe. Mm. Oh, yeah. Phillippe. He used to be hot back then. This story was the portrayal of, you know, Featured racial and social tension tensions in Los Angeles, and of course, mm. of course, yes, 
inspired by a real life incident in which Haggy's portion carjacked was carjacked in 1991 outside a video store in Wilshire Boulevard. Let me tell you something. I'm just start using it's a true story as a defense. Like anytime somebody look, I'm gonna yeah, be like, yeah, yo, yeah. yesterday I was walking around and 18 trees fell down. I'm gonna put that in a book. They're like, wow, 18 trees fell down. I'll be like, it's a true story. Even if it's not a true story, even if the 18 trees were only three feet tall and when they fell, they fell because they was being cut down by a lawnmower. There was this one time that I was walking down the street and I saw a cracker and I threw uh, my da- bag of dog poop at him and I screamed, fuck you, cracker. And they said, oh, my God, I'm going to write a movie about it. <laughs> it is based on a true story. First, we're going to tell it from my perspective when I threw the first dog shit at them. Then we're going to tell it from the perspective of the white person who got the dog shit at them. And then we're going to tell it from the perspective of my dog, who was an anti-racist by the fucking way. So, I... uh, Perspective from the passers-by. Yes. You need the police perspective. I mean, because they're getting called. I mean, you don't even need Karen then. No. That's just regular calling the police No, I mean, for somebody's going to be, you know, hear the white screaming and immediately call the cops. Isn't it? Okay, sidebar though. Um, okay, listeners, this is a question for y'all. Okay, I know our social media, you know, we're going to get into why our social media has been falling off of late. Uh, but what I will say is this. Get at us. At COVID and chemo. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want you to let us know about the situations where you've seen something happen to a white person. Now, racism is bad for everybody, okay? Because this could be a person, maybe it could be somebody you could be friends with, you know, and not on some Miss Daisy shit. It could be Tom Hanks. It could be Tom Hanks. You know, it could be something nice, you know, say could happen. But because of racism and the history of racism, oppression, and violence against black people, you as a black person look at this white person, have something happen to them, and you don't feel bad. This is a deterioration of empathy that I note. So when you told me COVID, that it was a story that you, you know, were fan- planning to write based on your true experience of throwing some dog shit at a white person's face who incidentally was innocent. Or were they? Were they? You see, but that question, I mean, that or were they, it's know. like, I wouldn't ask that. If you threw it at a black person, I'll be like, damn, nigga, why, why were you doing that? On? Did yeah. you know them? Was there a re- Why did you do it? Stop. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, damn, nigga, you need to you okay? fall it's back. Going on. Fall yeah. back. But because no. it was, you know what I'm saying? This is this is bad. This is very bad for society. But please, if you have a story like this where you saw something terrible happen to somebody and you were like, I mean, because Tucker Carlson already took the, he took the seal off that one when he said, you know, he wanted these, these Black Lives Matter protesters to be killed. <laughs> All right, well. I'm just saying, like, you know, let a nigga say that. They would be dead tomorrow. Hello. NBI, a list. So this fucking stupid ass movie crash that Shit, I watched in 2004. That's funny. This might be a dangerous. Question. I mean, it might. Right, so yeah. let me fall back. You know, send a, a carrier pigeon with a note for us. So okay, we, we need kill. lo-fi. We need lo-fi. Here. Battleship, Battlestar. What is it? Battlestar Galactica. Yes. No internet. Okay. Only pigeon. Only pigeons. What else could you say? A cat. So this. Meow. Meow. Um, this fucking movie is based, the plot of this, in L.A., a detective, hashtag propaganda, 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 a whole other genre of white saviorism, propaganda movies and films, we're looking at you, SVU and Ice-T. Cops are the good guys. Every time. 
You know what I'm saying? Every time. Every time. Oh, they never like, you know, kidnap motherfuckers and throw them in the back of a cop car for no reason. They never do that. They never open the jail up so that a white mob can come and take the nigga out. Oh, they never and, do that. And, and join them in lynching them. They never say that they follow procedure and then like, you know, kick up your, your, your body and mess you up. And say that it was because you fell down the stairs or something like this. Detective Graham Waters and his partner Rhea are involved in a minor collision with a car being driven by a woman named Kim Lee. Rhea and Kim Lee exchange racially charged insults. Then Waters later arrives at a crime scene where the body of an unarmed dead kid has been discovered. The film then backtracks 48 hours to trace the preceding chain of events. And basically it's about all these motherfuckers' stupid ass lives crash into each other. And there's weird racial commentary that's overall like a racial reconciliation wet dream fantasy. Mm. Um, you know, again, Ludacris shows up. I didn't know that Don Cheadle was the um, lead, a black officer investigating recent murders based on racial tensions. You know, when does that happen? Have we heard of recent murders based on racial tensions that weren't just like white people killing black people or killing other people? Matt Dillon is described as Sergeant John Ryan, a bigoted police officer who we're pretty sure like sexually assaults and or like harasses Tandy Newton at one part in the film. And yeah, it's a threat of, of sexual assault. And then he... And, and like, he was cast basically as a rapist. And then they, by the end, he saves her from a car accident. Oh, Lord, was she in that burning-ass car? Yeah, and Here he, he come. Now, he done tried basically to assault her, to sexually yeah, assault her in her front husband. of her husband. Played by... Hey. Terry. And look, Terry. Ooh. We just still want you to know. What? Times. Times one. Times one. It's not two, fool. Not two. You Come and, on. You and Lupe, Lupe Fiasco need help. So Love. that's for another day. Oh, Lupe. Okay, yeah. I got to know. That's on a where do we that's, yeah. I mean, look, my where do we go list. <laughs> it continues to It could wrap around the whole neighborhood. 2023. Hey. So, so let me just say that uh, when she about to die in that car. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, it's a car crash. <laughs> I, I don't know why you would think that there wasn't a car crash in this film, given its title. Uh, but there was a car crash, and he, she's trapped in a car upside down, and it's burning. And he, the cop, remember we said copaganda? Mm -hmm. She's looking out the window, the car is upside down, and he, she sees his feet running, and she's thinking, oh, thank God, somebody is coming to help me get out of this burning car. I'm stuck. I need help. I need somebody, an emergency responder. He runs over, okay, a cop now, not an EMT. Who had already, like, been fucking terrible to her. I mean, like, terrifying her and, yeah. like, traumatizing her. He leans down. She sees that it's him and she's frightened and it's a whole moment. It's a whole like, oh my God, like, is this who's here to save me? Oh my God. And it's, I don't know how to describe it. There's something sensual about it's it. It's creepily. It's giving like a little a, bit like, like. What the problem was is that there's unresolved sexual there's tension. There's some sexual tension here. Not that he was fucking predatory as a cop on a stop and wanted to like. To like feel rape her up and this rape woman. her. Yeah. Which we know fucking happens. All the time. This is not news. No. No. So you can, you sort of dabbling. This is what I can't stand with this white savior bullshit. They dabble in some stuff that they don't halfway understand. 
They want to talk about, oh, well, you know, we we are admitting that sometimes cops is rapists. We're admitting that. But they what if they come and they can become a white savior and save the day? You got to give a, even an ignorant white a chance to become a white savior. And if he can become a white savior, he's saving everybody. You and him. I mean, it's every- redemption season, honey. <sighs> redemption song. This is some fucking bullshit. I'll tell you that. And then, God, Ludacris and, well, let me take it back, actually. Terrence Howard then plays, like, and and reminds us of the ways that black men have not, like, have also, like, been disempowered and emasculated by white men doing things to their wives and their women, like, in front of them. And this is, like, a Hotep's, you know, number one thing. But it, it plays right. into and that, it, like, it, it, it imagines that, like, there's something special about violence witnessed against someone who is very close to you when yes. that person is your emphasis, yes. your yes. woman. Yes. yes, And it's not like the same as if, you know, it was a friend or if it was, yeah. you know, it's a different thing. It's like, oh, you done done it and now. And it's something That's mine. done to black men too, to like, you know, by white men. It's like to a drain move. them of their manhood yes. because of the violence yes. I can do to your woman. You can't even protect your woman. woman. It's giving patriarchal like climax and the woman is like an, a fully consensual part this black woman eventually feels like the sexual tension it's a mess again Ludacris. they touching nerves they just like playing on nerves like it's a goddamn harp this is not a game this it's is people's lives you're here showing this shit and, oh, oh best picture the fuck oh about best this. picture <sighs> well this motherfucker also then hires Ludacris and Lorenz Tate to be the two nigga carjackers based on the two nigga carjackers who really carjacked him so he was really like processing his trauma yes by like touching on a whole lot of trauma in communities that was not his yes Mm-hmm. He said he later stated Paul Haggis that he wrote Crash not simply to criticize racists but to bust liberals for the idea that the United States had become a post-racial America. It's given Harry Beecher Stowe. <sighs> he could never. I uh, know he could never, but he tried. He did Casino Royale and uh, Quantum of Solace. Now. <laughs> Don't tell me nothing in, about Daniel Craig now. We are the world 25 for Haiti. I feel weird. <coughs> I gotta go. <coughs> this is again, these weird ass white savior like. I mean, Haiti is the biz ground zero for white savior. Oh, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. This got what? Yeah, this got a whole bunch of uh, fucking clout. Um, it grossed 54. 50- 3.4 million making seven times more its estimated budget um it uh people called it a raw and unsettling morality piece of modern angst and urban disconnect it examines the dangers of bigotry and xenophobia in the lives of interconnected people of la um <coughs> ebert called it a movie of intense fascination um uh, again criticism much criticism focused on how the film presents racism and its origins noting its depiction of race relations is too simplistic and tidy 
And again, I think that's a great way to like sum up the problem with white savior films. They are very tidy. They try to, it's like. They got the answer. Simplistic, tidy, and. Usually the answer is if black folks would just shut up and listen. Yeah, just work with us. Mm -hmm. And if we could just uplift the noble ones who suffer quietly and with determination and nonviolence. Yeah. Yeah. I blame them for, for pitting um, Malcolm and Martin against each other. Absolutely. And I also think that, like, Malcolm and Martin, like, would not, like, not only, they knew it was fake. Because Malcolm talks all the time about how he was, like, trying to make sure that the way, like, the plays he was making on the national stage would would um, positively affect and not negatively affect the movement as a whole, which included both of their philosophies. So that, they didn't have to agree to be like co-working on the same project. That would have to rely on the belief that black people are strategists and have been working towards their whole freedom that don't the whole time and don't need white saviors. Exactly. So look at them they fighting amongst themselves and but see you control the levers of narrative you control the mythology american mythology and 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 when you let us in it's only in certain ways shout out to hollywood shuffle and robert townsend mm-hmm. there are certain mm-hmm. things that we have to do to even be heard at mm-hmm. this level mm-hmm. And to be funded mm-hmm. at this level, mm-hmm. and that's significant, right? Very because significant. you can you find black filmmakers all over, and that's why you got black Twitter, black YouTube, black content creators. Mm-hmm. Y'all, shout out to y'all, because now that they've made it more democratic, you start to black, see black TikTok, yeah. you start to see more black creativity and voices and ideas and, and perspectives, philosophies and visions. Shout out to the NAP ministry. Like, there are so many things that we do that y'all will never know about because they don't fit the mold of this propagandistic agenda, which is saying black people need saving and they can't save themselves. They can't protect themselves. Why can't they protect themselves? Well, it's not because of the policies and laws and the the power differentials that we've made sure to maintain to prevent them from being able to protect. And continue to uphold and find new ways of repackaging and selling that shit again. I mean, this is business. It's a business. Business. It is. And philanthropy, listen, if you a Christian, God bless you. Now listen, if you are on a missions trip, okay, and I, I can't stand this. I can't stand very this. Bad. I can't stand this. Very bad. Y'all want to go into a black, a brown place. You want to go into a place where people is different than you racially mm-hmm. to quote unquote spread the gospel mm-hmm. with the assumption that these folks don't know. They don't know how to do it. They're not going to get it by themselves. They can't tell each other if it's worth a damn. You are going to impose your presence on that community. Change the way that that community is interacting with itself because of your presence Shout out to the missions trips. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your little white homies together. Y'all ain't never seen a black person that was off the TV in your life. Mm. And you take your ass to Haiti talking about, oh, I'm going to build a house. I'm going to go to West Africa. I'm going to build a, a well. I'm going to go to, to Central America. I'm going to build something to, 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 to assuage what the nation I came from cost over hundreds of years. I'm going to come in here like a trash collector trying to fix it up. As though it's those people's fault. So what's the fault? Basically, the fault to me from where I'm sitting is we were on the losing end of a, of a military engagement. Yeah. It was a war mm-hmm. that we lost mm-hmm. 
continue or battles, a series of battles. Continue to this day. This is a four hundred years war now. Yeah. So we 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 fourteen ninety two production. Okay, apparently we still in a battle here, and y'all is lording it over us. And because some of y'all treat prisoners of war better than others, you try to pretend like we's free. Prisoners of war, we's POWs, bitch. We ain't free yet. So y'all over here saying, well, we're going we're gonna to be the means to your freedom. Mm-hmm. If you act right, yes. if you stay under good behavior as a prisoner of war, and like, we will give you something. Not for seven years, for your life. No, your whole life. Your whole life. Your whole life, possibly my whole life. Probably my whole life. I mean, most likely mine. Definitely my whole life. Fuck your life. I mean, you'll be lucky if you outlive me with the shit I'm going to be putting you through to show that you deserve to be saved. And we can see the philosophy too here. Just look at Guantanamo Bay. Look at all of these indigenous boarding schools they keep finding Hello? yards of. Look at the kids and the children in the cages who was crossing the borders. Like this is something that is in the water so deep. And it's so funny too. It's ironic, right? Because the movie is Crash. So they're talking about, oh, you know, they even want to talk, oh, it's all in the water and it's all, but not the way you're talking about. Nope. You probably think Sebastian is a crab who mm-hmm. lives in the sea mm-hmm. that you could find and speak to about climate change. Yeah, Where's Sebastian? We couldn't find Sebastian, so I guess we can't answer none of these questions about the climate. Never mind, we got millions of scientists. Fuck them. Where's Sebastian at? I need up. to know. Don't look you up. living in a fantasy world. Don't look up. You living in a fantasy world. You need to stop. It's not necessary for people to fit a stereotype for them to be allowed to be around and stop expecting the work of racism's reconciliation or racism's ending to be nice and in these like one-off moments where it's like we're just gonna love each other and you'll hate me for a long time and i'll hate you for a long time but I'm saving you and and that'll be enough. And then at some point we'll look to each other and again on my deathbed I'll be like, You're my best friend. (laughs) You know, and that's not like, that's not how this is going to go. Like y'all have some serious work to do and watching the help is not going to help you with the work that really needs to be done. I bet you Herman Cain saw the help. He don't know. Look, Clarence Thomas was playing that shit every night for Jenny. I bet he is. Because fuck that. He ain't even playing the movie. He dressing up. He in there. He He pokey. He hokey pokey for sure. Oh, and you turn yourself around. I mean, and he was driving these motherfuckers to the Capitol. So Um, I just... his old grimace ass truck. his old grimace ass. Goofy motherfucker. Shout out. Wait a minute, McDonald's. We coming back for you. A grimace birthday meal? Oh, no. (laughs) You want to come. We know that y'all was part of the problem. Uh, <laughs> y'all was definitely part of the problem, okay? I'm holding all sorts of systems globally. We can't be fucking with you. Not a grimace. No, no, no. You better watch that whipped cream, honey. Scrape that shit off and see what's underneath. That's oh all I'm God, saying. Oh, my God. Why is it purple? Just okay. make sure you know what's underneath. I just... Okay. Well, Crash got too much whipped cream on that bitch. That's what the problem is. Oh, no. We don't even know what we drinking with that. Oh, we, I mean, I think we've already talked about the blind side, but that's another one that's a, um... A, Let me see how much time we have. Look, we got two parts. We talk about the blind right, side. The blind we side. talk about the blind okay, side. First of all, the first side of all, here. first of all, <laughs> Sandra All right, now Sandra Bullock, Bullock you was in Crash and this. We about to, we got an eye on you just like on Tom Hanks. Let me say something. Let me say Don't something. Don't she got a black baby too? I believe she do. I think she do. 
I believe she do. Sandra Bullock, we got our eye on She's on Sandra. trend. You She's on trend. You. She was we not late a, to the party. We got our She arrived. She was present. She was there. We got our eye We got to get, you. we just, you know what I'm saying? Why? Because we're sleeping one eye open. Okay, because Sandra Bullock was the shit. I used to love her. I her. What was she was in that pageant? Miss Congeniality, Miss Congeniality. one and two. I said, sis, sis I love was, it. Why was this a radio? Stop, stop, nigga, stop. You know you can't bring up no radio around me. I'm going I'm to start doing it. I can't do it. Inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Cuba Gooding Jr. There's another thing that has to be done about the problems of Cuba Gooding Jr. I mean, when point. he say radio, I feel like it's a hate crime. It is a hate crime because it's like also like not appropriate to be like portraying folks with learning or developmental disabilities. It's giving when you developmental disability minstrel show it's like how terrence howard was playing somebody who didn't have rhythm until mr holland's opus stepped in all right so sandra bullock was in a lot of films she was in a lot of films america's sweetheart and that's part of why i didn't really hold it against her at first because i thought well you know sandra bullock stay working and they always used to say that about sis this is a worker she be in it yeah so i said you know what you got i mean look Everybody do something that they maybe shouldn't have done, you know what I'm saying, as a movie. Black, this happens to black actors. We were just talking about Viola Davis yeah. and the help. Like, it'll happen. It'll happen. I so I said, let me be yeah. anti-racist and give it to sis. Like, you know, if Viola Davis can have the help, maybe you can have a blind side. 2009. Problematic. Another one of these of favorite white savior mechanism is the way that sports will bring us together, integrating the fuck out of some sports oh, now. Sports will bring us together. Black, white, ta. Ah. You know, it's a weird. Ta. So, ta. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um, so, of course, written is based on a book. It tells the story of Michael Orr. And it's a true story. An American football offensive lineman who overcame an impoverished upbringing to play in the NFL. Because of his adoptive cracker parents. They don't say cracker in that description. Sean and Leanne Tui. Oh yeah, their name was Tui. Damn. Yo, fuck Tui Avenue All in right. Chicago land. But anyway, oh. I mean, not because of the people. It's just the traffic. It's okay. I, y'all, it's yes. probably cool. Movie. Anyway, so sis' name was Tui, right? So she basically, she adopted a, a grown teenage boy. They find this nigga. They find him. And he could play ball, but he can't do shit else. Yeah. He ain't never seen a house with running water. Mm. He ain't never known about a refrigerator. Big Mike, of course. Oh, yeah. His name got to be Big Mike Big now. Mike. Just like Big Sam and Gone with the Wind. Tennessee. In the South again. I mean, we got to stay below the Mason-Dixon girl. His mother was a drug addict, of course. She has to be. And not only was she... Do you, do you remember the part where... Did you saw this movie, right? Hell no, nah, you see this All shit. Right, now, nigga, now, now, come this on now. This piss me the fuck off You need to sight. leave. I yield the flow. All right, Yield fine. the flow. All right, I'll let you so tell that I can just pride unto you All right. what had happened, though. So Michael Michael Orr go into the house not Orr what is the man O H E R oh oh Orr okay oh, yeah. yeah so he Big Mike he goes to live with Sandra Bullock's character the Tuies so Miss Tuie it she loves football she a football mama she know about it she bought it bought it and you know what she's tough and niggas giving uh, that sport that's giving niggas CTE and having them kill white bitches like uh, OJ 
I mean, you know, I never said that white saviorism was like a low risk no, sport. I mean, it definitely is not. I'm just saying that, right. you know, okay. it, it is played by some pros. All right. So, cool. you know, so sis was like, I bet I'm a hard, I'm hard. You know, they love to do that. Like a little, a little, you know, she's a firecracker. You know that she's just a she's spicy just white lady spark plug. You know, so she's a spicy. You know, she, she talks, you know, real shows She's got an opinion. She's opinionated. And she says it. She knows what she wants and she's not afraid to get it. So that's the type of white lady, apparently, that is qualified to deal with a big black book like Big Mike. Now, again, this is no shade because this is based on a real story. I'm not saying that white folks and black folks can't be friends. I'm not saying that white folks and black folks can't be family. That would be a historical lies, okay? We's family. We are family. Mm -hmm. We just beef. But we's family. We family, though. So... They adopt this child. He ain't got nowhere to go. He's struggling in school. He having a hard time. But what? What's the one thing that could save him? Is football. And he's like nobody else with that ball. He running up and down the field. He doing what they gotta do in the defense. Cause he's Big Mike. He's Big Mike. And so she's like his sponsor, and also like his mama kind of over time because oh, yeah. she starts spending. You know, te- they teaching him about like what Adoptive it is parents. to be rich. You know what I'm saying? They not just adopted. They brought his ass into a mansion. Yeah. And he come up in there. He looking around like, oh. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Up where they walk. Up where they run. Up where white folks play all day in the sun. And he was like, damn, look at these chandeliers. Damn, damn, damn. Right? So he's having shock. It's like a like financial, what do you call it? A class-based shock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's giving uh, uh, Pygmalion. Like yeah. Yes, yes. So my fair lady or whatever. So he's like, oh, okay, you know, um, I'm safe here. Mm-hmm. Which again fucking lie watch get out that's the real deal don't play okay if you black and you not michael or the real one don't try it trying to walk around white neighborhoods for somebody to adopt you it's not a good idea okay so fine he's playing the ball everything going cool i forget what it is but there's some kind of cultural misunderstanding because everything's a misunderstanding nothing on purpose not at all and nobody is hateful on purpose nobody is discriminating on purpose nobody is judging you on purpose not at all it's just you know it's not my intent Mm, pay attention to this intent okay because it it, that's everything it's yeah i'm sorry if you were offended that was not my intention it was not my intention that should be enough to wipe it away even though there's historical records and memory and dna evidence that tells me that you are dangerous oh no but 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 he's big mike though he's big mike and like we're not dangerous we're good okay he's the one that we could have been afraid of and we're not but here's the thing big mike runs away one time because it got too white for him in some way shape or form and i don't know what it was but don't watch the film just imagine something so he runs away, but he goes back to the hood. He got to go back to the hood. Yes. Go back to his mama house. Have you ever seen an episode of um, Cops? The show? Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? What, what you gonna, gonna do when they come for you? Bad boy, bad boy. Okay. That combined with, have you ever seen an episode of Hoarders? No. Okay. This was Cops meets Hoarders. That's unfortunate. Caporters. Oh, God. So they drove. They she she's desperate. Hops. Hmm. Hops. Hops. That's right. Hey, I see you. I see you, fam. I see. You, I see. You. It was hops. Okay. Okay. So so the hops segment of the film begins. 
Big Mike has gone home to his mama house. See this? But he not in. His mama a crackhead. Of course, it yes. has to be crack. Why? Because crack is black. That's what it is. Unlike what we know to be true, which is that Whitney Houston said crack is whack, which that's really what it should be. But nah, 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 because uh-huh. it's the blind side. We blind to the sides of the story that ain't yes. white. Yep. Mm. Now, we blind to the when I tell you it was shot all dark and weird, like, because a lot of that film is really bright. Like, when he's on the football field, it's, like, gorgeous, like, big, of course it is. wide scenes of happy times and trees and, and sun. This was like you went inside a shrew's hole in Havel. It was dangerous. Motherfuckers was around with guns. Yep. Miss Tui or Mrs. Tui, played by Sandra Bullock, getting her, you know, Escalade or whatever she was riding around in, Range Rover, uh, what is it, Range Rover, uh, you know. Land Rover or something. A, a G-Wagon, yeah. whatever yeah. she was getting yeah. around in. She drive up, hop out on the ass. They looking at her, oh, oh, it's a white lady. Oh, it's a white lady. This was the first problem. So she hopping out in the hood. Now, we know that she's safe. We are being invited to believe that she's not safe by the film. She's so brave. She ran to the hood to, to Get reclaim her black, her black son. Yep. She wasn't playing with him. She's opinionated. Yep. But then you realize, like, hold on. I don't hear no stories of no rich white people getting shot up in the hood. That's dumb. They would never, that's not- They're not even a part of the story. And it's not because they don't have access it's because this is irrelevant. Like, if she would come up, it's like, what the fuck this white lady doing here? That part was accurate. But the idea that she would be in danger. All right, fine. So she'd go inside. Now it's, it's loud as shit. They ain't nowhere to sit. It's dark. The lights ain't on. Probably because nobody paid the electric bill. Like, it's literally like a trap house, but like a bad trap house. Like, a not a nice trap house. Oh, well, a trap house a white person heard about one time. Yes. And never was in or drove by at right. all. Just imagined it when they heard the word trap. Yep. So um, we are introduced to Michael Brown's, I mean, Michael Orr's mama as basically a creature, like a hood rat creature. She's not human. Like, she's just not. She's just not. Like, they, they don't humanize her in any way. <laughs> Bitch. You know what I mean? It's a whole competition. Like, I'm like, look. She look, 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 look. So of course, Big Mike is not gonna choose his own mama <coughs> because this white lady is better mm-hmm. objectively mm-hmm. in the world of the film. This white woman yep. is objectively better than his mother than his own loving mama. Yeah. Now again, this is based on a true story, but here's the question: I'm not saying that this can't happen. I'm not saying that that if you're black, your mama is always great. That's bullshit. What I'm saying is, what is it about these particular singular solitary stories that we are so drawn to and want to elevate by spending millions of dollars on them to bring them to the international screen? It's giving again. Integration is the answer. Again, it it ties into that. Integration and obliteration of the black woman, though. She has to go. She's got to go. And this is, you know, war on drugs, like blaming black people for addiction after the 80s and 90s didn't ravage niggas on purpose. I'm telling you, trash collectors at the end of the world that was wrong by y'all people. Don't be that. Be a partner. Be a participant. If you can't be a real participant, like I'm not saying bust your way into some hood that, that you don't know nothing about and don't nobody want you there. I'm talking about 
offer yourself in ways that 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 are seeking knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Rather than being like, I got all the answers. Just, and I'm going to tell y'all niggas what to be on. And your mama ain't shit. So now I got to adopt you. I, that, that film is triggering. That's why I said don't watch that shit. Yeah. I just... Uh, why is this the story we keep having to tell? We have to keep telling it because this is the only story, again, that feels... Um, you know central to the message of race is not that big of a deal this is the actual story of how race has been functioning in the united states and it's always some like other bad white person like somewhere off screen or just mm. on screen for a few minutes mm. they're always ugly and, they're, dirty. and they're terrible and that's it they but no like teeth. There's always been, and it is necessary for us to see the ways that good whites have been saving black people the whole time. And without them, there is no freedom. No, there is not. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I wish that it didn't have to be this man's story um, who is a real person and ended up, you know, fairy tale ending like Cinderella going to play for the Baltimore Ravens and the NFL and, you know... Yeah. Is that nigga all right now? I don't know. Um, Do you get CT? Are you okay? Um, let's see here. Hmm. Uh, I never thought to look. We should look, but he plays for a bunch of teams. So uh, he had a decent career in him. He finishes in twenty seventeen for after a failed physical. He had some a concussion the prior season. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. So then he writes this book. A portion of the book was adapted. To turn yes. into this movie. Um, yeah. If you're going to watch one of them, watch Colin Kaepernick. That's really where it's at. I mean, that... That, that Colin... What's one. the name of his thing? In, in Black and White. In Black and White. Oh, that's a perfect... You know, you know bring, it, bring it full circle. I think we got to bring it full circle. Full circle. But yeah, take a look at that in Black and White. Because it's... It's, it's hard to tell the stories the way that they really are. Because... The, the, it's not going to fit any kind of happy ending. Yeah. And it may not even give you any hope. No. It may make you feel like, well, fuck it. I mean, I hope that we won't tell those kinds of, de- like, totally demoralizing stories. Well, we have stories. sad black stories. But, I mean, sad black stories is not going to save us. I feel more like things like A Black Lady Sketch Show or, like, Atlanta or, like, I mean, you know, I can't watch it, but Insecure. <laughs> Yeah, that shit make me insecure. I can't watch that shit. Hello, but, but I mean, you yeah, know, there's like there's been more representation. Right. Ava DuVernay. I feel like they should just focus on telling stories, not about these random times that a white savior taught a black person how to be, but on shit like the Tudors. When they was fucking each other up Boom. and doing a lot of bullshit to Boom. each other over in England and being nasty and Boom. dying of like plagues and jousting Boom. and fucking shit up. Like and, and burning their wives and shit and leaving the church. Wow, like, shit. You know, like, tell that. Dirty shit. You know that Waco story? Doing when that, that d- Oh, that you Waco? Know, you know, like. That Waco go. That's, you know. I'm Look like, into focus it. Focus on telling them stories. Tell Stop the stories about, about yourself. Tell us the stories about yourself. Yeah, you we, know we, we watch it. it huh? I, have, I have given money. I to will. see. Exactly. True white stories. I mean, get into it. Get, I mean, hey. Get w- welcome. Into it. Welcome. Okay. Henry the Eighth, I am. Ooh. I am. And Boleyn girl playing with fire. Sis was doing a lot. All right, well, 
Mm. She was really going for them letters, though. That was a trap. I mean... This nigga a pimp. Don't hang out with him today. Don't, please don't. But... He wild with it. But it's good television. Good times. Again, focus on your own and we'll focus on ours. <gasps> Let's get it crunk up on that half up on this in this dancery. We got y'all open. Now you're floating. So you got to dance for me. Holler, no, 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 no,